The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Sigh. What does that mean? Oh We're my like, gosh. Uh, I don't know why, because our next guest just makes me feel so comfortable. I know. She's great, right? Yeah, she makes me feel kind of kumbaya. She's I have no idea. Your energy is like super amazing. Love you guys. <laughs> yes. I'm like, kumbaya, my love, meditation. But who are we? We are women. Uh, it depends on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> So, Poor Nadine's like, I'm out. Like, I'm done. Like, like what is this podcast? Bye. Like, I'm out. <laughs> so, no, it's super exciting to have her. We have Nadine Jolie today. I love that last Jolie. name. Jolie. related to Angelina. Angelina Jolie. You know, it's a name that I actually basically made up. Did you like, really? 50, yeah, because my real last name is this, like, unpronounceable. Say it. It's, Say it. It's, it's Hayopsh. And so, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, and so when I was like hey, oh, 12 psh. or 14, they would literally be like, well, Nadine, hey, yo, bitch. Come <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Did they, did they really did that? Yes, no, they, they did that not. That genuinely happened. And so when I was probably 25, like, I'm I done. was like, all right, I'm done. Nadine Jolie. <laughs> yeah. And then when I married my husband, Eric, I, I now You mean Brad Nadine Pitt? <laughs> Brad Pitt. Jolie's such a sexy name, though. I know. Why Jolie? Did you think about Angelina? No, I remember I was, I was working in a magazine, and I was literally like, on the elevator and I was like Jolie it's French it means pretty I'm a beauty writer okay yeah. Jolie NYC there you go my That's name is spelled T-A-M-Y-N for, mm. for real spelling and so I changed it to T-A-M-M-I-N because people would say Tamian which is not as bad as like Ho- what is it? Hovixes? Hayosh. Hey, Hayosh. Hey, hey, people still say, like, I'm Sir Socks. So people say Sir Socks or Socks. Oh, yeah. sir, you know, You're like, so I it's don't not good suck. to have the word sock in your last people name. Are, they think they're creative and hilarious and they're really just yeah, they're lame really and annoying. Not, right? Roxy, did you yeah. change your name? I changed my name when I got married, okay. which was a pain in the ass, of course. I didn't take my husband's name. I was like, you didn't? No. Oh, so you saved yourself a lot of I do love him, but I'm just headache. like, I didn't want him to like control my entire life. You no, know you what saved I mean? yourself. Or identity, just kidding. What, I, was, I was so eager. I was like, take my name, take my name, please. I gave it me. to him on his on our first wedding anniversary. That was my gift to him, that I've changed my last name for you. I'm like, there, bye. <laughs> I think we're going to hyphenate the whole family is, because our two daughters oh. are hyphenated. Um, they're both Sir Suck McEwen, so I think we're both going to hyphenate. Okay. And I think that's kind of romantic well, also i've yes. heard it's like hard to travel if your kids have a different last name is that true i've heard people oh, think you're like human trafficking or something oh. if you go well, mine looks identical with... to me so i'd be like i'm human trafficking my own kid to get rid of my child because i'm done like seriously i have a 12 week old like i'm out like we're done <laughs> like and bye um so this one is so like crafty she started out working in the new york magazine world all that you know the craziness that's with that and she was one of the first beauty bloggers on the scene, but you did it stealthily, These right? True stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a magazine editor at the time. I think I was at a uh, ladies home journal mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm like, I'm a creative writer and I was kind of bored and frustrated. So I started a blog just in my spare time and it was a beauty blog and this was back in 2005. So there weren't really beauty blogs didn't mm-hmm. really exist as a category. Um, and long story short, I was kind of talking about the, like the secrets and the behind the scenes of the industry and it got really, really popular, but it was anonymous. So I was, actually outed by the New York Post in a two-page article. That's and that incredible. Was, like the first day of the rest of my life. People should oh do a movie God. about your life. Yeah. Seriously. It was crazy. I was, so it was did terrifying you lose- and, and what what is one of 
the secrets that you can tell us about the about the beauty business that you haven't really yeah. said out loud. Well, no, now it's stuff that everyone knows. knows but right. At the time, it was like shocking. You know, the, the boring stuff. But like the idea that the cover, um, the products that are listed on the inside cover are bought by advertisers. You right. know, it's not yeah, actually no stuff that makes up. Yeah. But back in 2005, no one talked about yeah. that. Um, you know, all of the swag, all of the like taping your boobs up, taping your yeah. your Just eyes all. to it's make like sure I that was... you don't have any wrinkles yeah. around your face. Yeah. Yes, and also. So, you know, I, I worked at Lucky and that had kind of a like conspiratorial, like from girlfriend to girlfriend feel. And so mm. that was just the sort of blogging that I did. And it was kind of new at the time. And so mm. that's how I made a name and got a book deal. Oh, I yeah. was introduced to you from the show, actually, oh, yes. the okay. Bravo show Newlyweds the first year. Yes. What was the genesis of that? And why did you decide to do a reality show? Because that's such a big transition from where you were currently. Very different. So, I mean, to be totally honest, it's be so I'm also a novelist. I write mm -hmm. books and it's because I wanted to get my social media numbers up because I was terrified that my agent was going to fire me, which, spoiler alert, <laughs> and they, they did. And so I was trying to get more Instagram followers uh -huh. because it's like followers or currency. And right. so um, our wedding coordinator actually contacted me and she was she's like this very fancy coordinator in Santa Barbara. And she was like, so... I got a call from Bravo and they asked if we knew anyone who was getting married who might want to be on the show. And I was like, absolutely not. None of my clients. Oh, Nisha. She would do it. <laughs> She's and, an open book. She was like, sure, why not? And so I, you know, immediately oh. was, I was like, Eric. And he said, no way. And I like begged him. And I was like, please, but money, but ah, followers. And so he agreed and we, we taped it for 13 months and it was crazy, crazy. and amazing and just, you know, life changing. What's like being on a reality show though is it is everything real or do they poke you and prod you and push you because you had fights in front of america yes right yes yeah. it was both so our show was i think much more real than the majority of shows mm -hmm. but it would be like if we were having this conversation you know they would sort of let you go for 20 minutes right. and then come over and be like love that love all of this <laughs> yeah. five minutes ago when you were talking about xyz can you just go back to that okay go and then they would oh. kind of, and then that would be the snippet that they'd use. I would come in and go, hey, you know, you're doing really great. Your husband just had an affair. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. And um, How do you action. feel about that? How do you feel yes. about that? And go. Well, that actually, things so, like that happened where okay, there what? was actually, like, for example, my family didn't know that my husband had been previously divorced because we were just uh. like, nah, that's like a need to know kind of thing. But the producers knew. And so they, like, took us aside and it was a whole thing. And they, I'm not going to say that they, like bullied us into it because they totally they didn't. gave you roofies right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they were like you know it's gonna come out so maybe you should be in control of the narrative and it totally would never have come out but right. so we like told my dad and it was a whole dramatic thing and you know little things like, like that, that. Where there were kind of the puppet strings behind the scenes so it was like not that they like made something up or they cut it like totally out of like whack so it looked like it was something else actually there was one thing that Ooh, was totally was made it? up so when we were on they came with us to Australia for part of our honeymoon that's where I'm from oh yeah Okay. Yeah. So we were Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. up in like the Great Barrier Reef and we went scuba diving and we had a, a different crew. So it was like a totally different crew, different producers, different director, like everything. And they had me like act out a scene. And of course, that's a scene that was in, I think, either episode two or episode three. And people like hated me for it. They got uh -oh. so mad at me and she's Nadine's the worst. I hate her. She should die. Hate, you know. <gasps> and it was a it was a fake scene. Mm. And we were so early on in the process that right. when they said to me, no, no, we need you to redo that and we want you to say this, 
not that because I was like okay whatever they're like no you need to act mad and upset so I did because it's like you're so scared you don't know and then people like ripped me um, for months you asked, what, what was it yeah. though what were they like it was stupid but it was basically that uh, Eric wanted to go scuba diving and I didn't and I had a cold at the time, so I and I'm also just kind of scared of scuba diving. I've never I'm scared. Done it for who reason. isn't yeah. scared of like, being down die. to the dark yeah. black ocean with the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, with the bends? I'd be like trying to get up, and I'd be like, I can't breathe. Yeah, but Eric loves it, and so I was like, Nah, I'm good. And they filmed me being like, No, it's cool. Have fun, honey. They're like, No, 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 no. You need to be like, Well. I mean, I guess if you want to go away from me on our honeymoon, that's fine. I'll just go sit over here and pout. And so I did. And I did that like two or three times being like, oh, I'm giving them a really good take. Like, oh, I'm a good actress. Yeah. But of course, I looked like an asshole. It oh. must feel so horrible to be inauthentic, though, yeah, especially but... in those kind of situations where everything is supposed to be authentic and people think that it is. And But then they also need the drama. And if there isn't drama, there isn't numbers. And again, yes. like you said, numbers are currency. Yes. And, and, and so that must have been really hard on you. It was hard. And a show like that was, you know, it's like I'm I'm not an actress and you know I'm a writer for a reason and then also like I'm a, a little bit shy in certain situations and so it's like having the camera on me you're for the first few months like you're very aware of it and right. so I especially was like oh I, I need to give them drama I need to give them sound bites and quotes and heightened emotions and so I find myself saying things that I didn't necessarily believe but uh -huh. just because I knew that it was kind of like a good bravo-y thing right and so now when I watch a show like The Bachelor like I actually have a little bit <laughs> yeah. of empathy for yeah. like the villains at times where you see them later and you're probably like, like oh, the nicest people really. yeah. yeah because i'm like some people just aren't cut out for like having to be on and having to like give those you know catchy bravo sound i know you're shy wait till the end of this podcast you're really <laughs> yeah, about exactly. everything about your sex life well, just it, seems, <laughs> it seems like you know also like that's not super romantic to have a camera crew on your honeymoon so how did you like make time for your little sexy times and was like, there any sex scenes yeah oh god no oh you know what's funny is they did actually um they filmed Bug your bedroom <laughs> when we were at this one resort like qualia it's we really in like the oprah bedroom in the oprah yeah, house which yeah. by the way when the bravo crew left they kicked us out and sent us back to like the normal size <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know eric was like putting like sunscreen on my back or something and i come from a pretty conservative family yeah. so i was like oh god i hope this doesn't make the final cut this is so embarrassing <laughs> bound chicken wow, i would have wow. been like totally naked be like here i am on the honeymoon <laughs> come and get me boy yeah i'd be like holding it going show you what i got <laughs> So would you, Roxy? I would. I'd you would be have been like, totally come nudie. On, come on. Be like, this is my big break. This is my sex gotta, tape waiting do, to happen. Don't deal with this body. I don't know what I'm going to do, do, do. And when you're just married, you're in the best shape of your life because yeah, you're so oh, stressed and you're oh so skinny. Skinny. Oh, skinny. I was skinny, like skinny. four. Oh my god, I was in the best shape ever. I still ever. like. I'll look at photos. I'll show people. I'm like, do you want to see a photo of me? Like <laughs> when I used ago? to look. Yeah. I do that all the time. I'm like, this is what happened before. I'm like gonna plaster it on my forehead and just wear it around. Like my picture of my. Yes. Bikini yeah. on my honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it ever affect your marriage? Like after the fact? No, it was it was entirely for the better because so Eric and I we one of the reasons they wanted us on the show I think is that we went so crazy fast like he proposed to me after six weeks like we went to Japan on our third date proposed after six mm -hmm. weeks we're married seven months after meeting my family is Muslim his mother is a nun it's like we oh my gosh yeah, right <laughs> I, I literally met his mother or his nun mother on camera oh for gosh. the very first time oh you had never we, met her I'd before I never met her because that's how new we were oh my god and so. It was like basically getting free therapy for the first year of our marriage. And we're both talkers and we're both like desperate to be understood and loved. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're a nightmare, we'd say, like for anyone else, but for each other, we're perfect. Right. Um, and so it was nice because they, they ask you these really probing questions. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you could just give them, you know, like whatever, like fake answers, but we actually took it seriously. And so we really kind of like free therapy. It all out. Yeah, it was free wow. therapy. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You just had your book come out, your fourth book, yes. I think, it's right? Coming out, it's coming out in November. The book is floating around like advanced copies. Oh. So it's out there, but it will be available for you to purchase at Barnes & Noble and Amazon um, nice. in November. In yeah. November. And yeah. it's a, it, you're saying your, mac, your background is Muslim. Yes. Um, actually, and it's called All American Muslim All American Girl. Yes. Girl, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, actually mine too. My father right. is Muslim. Yes. So it's an, an interesting like dynamic. Similar, yeah. Yes. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, what was like sort of the takeaway of like writing this book? Like, is there something about like the Muslim culture or the Muslim people that you want people to know? And did you worry it was going to be inflammatory? Oh my God, yes. Like, and, okay. Or did you want it to be inflammatory to no. open up the conversation no. in I, a positive way? I worried endlessly because I really did want it to be positive. Um, but also it's like you feel this sense of responsibility. You need to like get the representation right. Also because it's fiction, it's not nonfiction. Right. I felt like I had to kind of hew as closely to my own story. Mm-hmm. So it's like similar to you. I have, you know, the Muslim dad. You know, my mom was American, like this blonde cheerleader from Miami who converted when she married my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the book is very close to kind of what I went through, which is like, hi, I'm like a white blonde girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like I was raised, you know, Muslim ish. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, my parents drank and we celebrated Christmas and, you know, I've had bacon a billion times in my life. And obviously I, you know, I know my, my champagnes and my whiskey and all of that. But I think, you know, kind of, I don't know if I can say like the T word in this like political era, but like post, you know, 2016, it, it became very important for me to put out more of a kind of positive representation of Muslims. And right. so that was the genesis for the book. Which is very effective. And it must I be think. so frustrating seeing just the, the noise out there yeah. right now when, it, yeah. when when we talk about Muslim. I remember um, going to the Middle East and mm-hmm. the most beautiful people were Muslims. Mm-hmm. And they were taking my daughter around during the day and holding their hands and being so ki- uh, holding her hand and being so kind and generous and open. And I just think it's so sad what's going on right now because people just, they're so scared. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because they're so scared, they're holding on to an, um, an ideal that's not true. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's an easy target yeah. for people, yes. right? It's like, you know, okay, because some things have happened in the past that that means that every Muslim is bad. But or it's, has it's bad happened from Christians exactly. or you, like in, in the exactly. Jewish religion you know, too. It's absolutely true. I think people come from a place of fear. Yeah. You know, I understand yeah. it. It's, it's fear and ignorance and you're afraid of what you don't understand. And so yeah. I, you know, I've been saying this for years where I'm like, we need like a Muslim Cosby show. Although now right. that's a really bad reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without Bill Cosby. Right. Too soon, too soon, too soon. Um, but, you know, it's like just kind of having, you know, having Muslim people in your in your living room, having right. Muslim friends, you know, reading about Muslim people, understanding that they're not scary. They're not an other. They really are just like you. Right. And Muslims come in all shapes and sizes and colors and flavors. And, you know, some like, you know, I have cousins that have tattoos. I have plenty of family that drinks. I have some family, you know, a lot of them, many of them don't eat bacon. Funny enough, yeah. But, you know, it's, I don't it's eat bacon. So. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a wide range of experiences. It's right. funny because I have a friend, a really good friend who's a Scientologist and she's an amazing person and I don't judge her that's her thing like she's not affecting me and she's a wonderful friend she's a wonderful um, friend to my child and that's her thing that she's dealing with she's a scientologist is she an actress Yes, she is. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. Well, there's a high concentration of actors and actresses that are Scientologists. I think because maybe they're open to, to... discovering different parts of themselves. I don't right. know anything about Scientology. All I've heard is, again, the bad noise. Yes. I haven't heard the good noise right. except mm-hmm. from her. And, and she bad seems with everything. Exactly. Right. And, and she seems extremely happy yeah. and grounded, and she's not yeah. probing me and pushing. Right. <laughs> 
and put well, yeah, well, I hope she was. Here's an e-meter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now confess um, all of And she's not like putting her her ideas onto me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I, as long as people can believe and do whatever they want for themselves and not put it on somebody else, people, right? Yes. Harm other, and I think it also goes back to women's you know reproductive rights mm-hmm. and things like that. It's like we were just talking about this. It's like as long as you you can do whatever you want with your own body or your beliefs. But don't put your beliefs onto someone else. Absolutely. Right? Pro-choice. Yes. Pro-choice. Pro-choice. Absolutely. Pro-choice. And speaking about babies, I mean, you've been very open about um, being pregnant mm-hmm. and having miscarriages. Um, yes. Why were you so open about that? You know, I think it's another... It, it frustrates me that... It, it shouldn't be secretive. Why, Why secretive? don't we talk about right. it? Why do we have to wait 13 weeks to right. tell yes. people we're pregnant when we need the most support ever if we lose a baby at 13 100%. weeks? Right. Miscarriages right. are so common. And, you know, it was only after I've, so I've had, I had three miscarriages in a row last year. Okay. Um, and it was only after the first one, actually, that I started, actually, no, I'm sorry, the second that I started talking to family and friends. And it was like, oh, I'm sorry. You've all had multiple miscarriages mm-hmm. and, and I not talked knew. about it. Why don't we That's talk a- about this? And right. I feel like the conversation is finally changing mm-hmm. but i just wanted to do my small part because i'm like i i can't you can't keep it secret it no, drives you crazy. it hurts to keep and it we were talking yeah. about vulnerability it and it's very hard to be vulnerable mm-hmm. but when you are vulnerable you actually find your way back and Absolutely. you find other people and another and another community that can support you as mm-hmm. well as you can support them and i think that's what authenticity and being open and, and honest and that's when i really started to to know about you is when i heard your story and i'd been through two back to back we actually had birthed the first one on a pee pad and it had like an umbilical cord and everything mm-hmm. And so I was trying to find support from Mm -hmm. people that I didn't know. And so I found it through social media, which can actually be so incredible in the connections that you find. So I heard your story and I felt less alone. Yes. So what you did was you actually made me feel less alone and I'm sure many other people too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, you and I, obviously, I know that we, you know, chatted a couple of times on, on Instagram and it was the same thing where it was like talking to you about your experiences, connecting with other women. You know, it's like, there's this whole kind of invisible community out there, Mm -hmm. but you still have to sort of seek it out. I, I just wish that there wasn't that mandate of, oh, you can't say anything till 12 what, weeks. Right. You know, what if something happens? Well, if something happens, wouldn't you then want you some support? support. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Talk yes. about it. Yeah. yeah. Talk about it. What's happened with you with your history of miscarriages? Has that at all affected um, your stance on like pro-choice or abortion or anything like that? It's made me, I think, more aware of every side of the issue because, uh-huh. you know, I've always been wildly pro Actually, you know, when I was like nine, I think I was like anti-choice. And I love <laughs> yeah. that the language has yes. changed because it's not it, pro-life, it's it is. anti-choice. It's anti-choice, but yeah. When I was like nine, I was very sort of intransigent and like, no, it's a life. And then I got no older. No one's pro-abortion. I, right. No one right, wants right. to have an abortion. Right. Yeah. right. And so I've been, you know, pro-choice basically my entire life. And then after having had those miscarriages it was this sense of like oh my gosh you know it it to me it was a baby and it's like i had my losses at nine weeks um six weeks and then i get nine weeks although mm. two of the the you know fetuses were inside me until 13 weeks oh, wow. and so it was it made it so much more nuanced where you know i don't i don't love the language now where it's like it's just a clump of cells because it's it's different it things does, to yeah. different people yeah mm-hmm. i agree that being said you know, it's it's not black and white. And so I it's made me more 
pro-choice than ever because mm. I think it is it is absolutely private between you and your doctor. You have to be able to make these health care decisions, not political decisions. Mm-hmm. And you know, men and male politicians have no place in it. Right. right. Does your partner, like does the father of the child, do you think have a, um, a say on should you abortion? Te- yeah, should you tell the father right. of your child if you're not with him? You know, for me personally, I would feel very uncomfortable not letting my partner in on that because mm-hmm. I do, you know, it's like genetically it's half you, it's half them, but it is your body and right. so I, I can see both sides for I mean for me I would never be able to you know Eric and I are weird where it's like when I take pregnancy tests and I've taken like a billion in the past year and a half um I don't take pregnancy tests without him there okay so we we do that together like that's that's something that we do together yeah something you can share yeah Yeah. what advice would you give to other women who are struggling with Mm -hmm. miscarriages and wanting because are you going to keep trying or have you decided to stop yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm in a very like weird place right now where we've basically been trying. So I, I had my last miscarriage in the fall and it was like a three month hellscape miscarriage where it took forever. Oh and so I, I ended up having another DNC actually in office without anesthesia. I was like, just get it out of me today. I just want it done today. Was that just so painful? It, it really wasn't. It okay. was like five minutes and it was I wish over. people talked about that because right. you, you absolutely think that you have to go under. Yeah. I I didn't want to go through anesthesia again, and we were having, like, OR scheduling issues, whatever, and so I literally was like, we're doing it today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I mean, that's what an abortion, you know, a right. DNC is an abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plenty of people, you know, you have an in-office procedure and that's that. And so that's what I had. I had an abortion. I know. A lot of women yeah. are not going to have access to that. And I took states. the pills and had yes. the abortion, waited for them to kick yes, in and, exactly you know, and the baby was expelled. Right. right. Well, and that's, you know, so I took the pills and it didn't fully work. And then mm-hmm. I, I ended up having to have the DNC. But when I was researching taking the pills, I was infuriated because there have been all, all these pharmacists across the country mm-hmm. that have denied miscarrying women the ability to fulfill that to fill that prescription for a miscarriage pill because they're like mm, it's an abortion pill and i can't be sure it's always a dude and oh. i'm like that's none of your no, fucking business fuck that is absolutely. none of your business yeah no that's not and so it's infuriating but yeah we we don't know where it's like we've been we've been trying now for the past seven months okay. and each and every time we've tried to get pregnant it's been like you know eric looks at me and it's like we're pregnant oh. and then it just hasn't quite worked out but this time we've been trying for seven months with zero success huh. And now it's like my periods are getting kind of wonky mm-hmm. and like it's I don't know what's stress going plays on down such there. a vital yeah, role. Vital I mean, yeah. we stopped trying with my second daughter and she was a pullout baby. Okay. <laughs> That's it. The stress. Yeah, so like we, we just didn't want to have didn't want to keep trying yeah. and then all of a sudden we got pregnant so okay. was, I think it's just so much of that stress and mm-hmm. and it's not sexy the whole experience no. is not yeah. sexy no right. it's, it's so stressful and yeah stress does I think play a huge role it's so. almost like mechanical in some ways right because you're like okay it's time we have to do this like yeah it's so planned out it's, it's right that time of the month oh it's not that time of the month I'm tired <laughs> yeah but now you know I've basically spent the past I would say probably six weeks to two months trying to brainwash myself into only wanting one. Oh, really yeah so would you be happy yes. with only one do you I think? would I okay. would I mean I think I would be wistful and kind of like mm, you know because we wanted three okay but I mean she's she's perfect and she's a handful and she's and exhausting and I think you've got so much more time though so I mean time, you, you so much more I mean money. come on money, right travel 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 is so much easier but I mean right. you have time to get pregnant again yes you know what I mean like you're not in yeah. your mid 40s like right. you have right. so much time to get pregnant right it's yeah true. I'm turning 39 next year and so there is that like oh god you know yeah. where, with this whole thing I'm like oh my god am I pre-menopause like what's going on um, but, did, I would just did, stop trying that's my advice right? stop trying yes. how yeah. did Eric handle the miscarriages your husband 
I think it was hard for him because as little support as there is for sort of miscarrying women where it's kind of secretive, there's zero support for, for dads mm-hmm. that are part of that And process. they go through postpartum yes. and depression yes, as well. No one, no one ever does. That's their child. Yeah. Absolutely. That's theirs too. And so right. it's like he gained the weight right along with me when I was getting <laughs> pregnant with Aurelia, when I was pregnant with her. And, you know, he, he's really a very like present dad and a very present partner. So it's, it's been tough on him. Mm-hmm. And there were times after the second miscarriage where I was like, we're going to keep trying until we have a baby. I could have 20 miscarriages. I don't care. And he was like, I don't think I could go through that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I'm kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens. And it's hard for him to see you in that pain as well. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. what I think we don't the understand. Empathy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But just seeing you go through a miscarriage mm-hmm. is, yeah. is so hard on, on you and your psyche. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is. And it's, you know, it's more, I think, emotionally painful than physically painful. Right. Where it's like the physical, you know, it, it passes ideally, hopefully pretty soon. But it's like those physical scars, mm-hmm. rather the emotional scars, they linger. And then, you know, I feel guilty because I told my daughter. Right. And so she was all excited. My daughter like, was oh, in the room when it happened. <gasps> oh, oh my Yeah. And I like fell to the floor, started sobbing uncontrollably. And she just didn't understand. She came because we already saw the heartbeat. Right. We were like almost in our second trimester. And we oh came to God. show her the baby. Oh, no. And I fell to the floor and just started sobbing. And it was you, so it was what do you say to them at that point like what is the thing to say to your I just other don't know child? if I handled it correctly because yeah. I don't know if she even knows to this day she keeps saying the baby that didn't come mm-hmm. um but it still hurts you know right. it yeah. still hurts to think about what did you say to Aurelia? We told her that, so, you know, when we found out that there wasn't the heartbeat the second time, so mm-hmm. it was the third miscarriage, we just said to her, you know, mommy and daddy planted a seed and this seed didn't grow, but it's okay. We'll plant another one. And we use like gardening metaphors. Okay. And so she, <laughs> she, she'll be know, a like, good gardener. Like a if only it were that cool. simple. Yeah. yeah. And so she I'm was I'm definitely like, not oh, a good gardener. Okay. Yeah. You know, she kind of like got it, but then yeah. she was like, but it's, you know, we'll, we'll grow another baby mommy. It's okay, but oh. it's really sad. And so she still talks about it all the time. And she oh, told wow. me last week, she's like, mommy, I want to be four girls. Mm. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I, I want to have three little sisters. Maybe we can have a boy too. And I'm like, all right, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, we're having her lady. <laughs> and I don't want to discourage her by saying, yeah. look, kid, it's only going to be you because we are right. still trying. But I'm just like, okay, we'll see. We'll try. Look, we'll if, see. if there's any hope. I had back-to-back miscarriages, tried for a year and a half, and we just had out our second daughter. So my advice is just stop trying, but keep trying, if Thank that you. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it does give me hope. Yeah. It's, hearing those stories is so helpful. Right. So a better note, yes. let's talk about you love to travel and you travel extensively. Okay, so you have to tell us some <laughs> mm-hmm. traveling fails because we are all about mm-hmm. keeping it real here. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like parenting traveling, a traveling fail. fail. <laughs> <laughs> Something goes wrong, Something right? Something goes wrong. Well, you yeah. know, because I am, so I'm a luxury travel writer, which, which doesn't suck. Jo- is it the yeah. best job? Or sometimes Ever? you're like, fuck, I don't want to go to France again again the south of France. a little bit of that too where it's like i kind of joke that i i feel like a credit card at times because we we travel together you know before i had aurelia i could just go on a trip and be like i'm going to austria for nine days bye now it's like a whole thing because we need to arrange childcare, and you know it's like maybe eric is going to lose money and so it's like it involves the whole family for us to go on a trip and so typically I'm allowed to take like one press trip by myself a year. So I try to make it an amazing trip. Oh. So I'm going to like Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I a cruise to Antarctica. Right. I always am like, it has to be business class. Yes. It has to be somewhere amazing. First, you know? yeah, oh, yeah. Do it. I love your list of demands lady. Well, and so this, I'm actually going in two weeks and I'm oh. going to Paris oh. and it's a three day trip. 
and they're flying me economy class. <gasps> and I'm so upset. Yeah. It's so it's hard like, to go back once you've been so in the front. It's so hard to go back. Like, it's so yes. hard. And it's like yes. the biggest first world problem ever. Yes. But I'm like, I only get one a year. <laughs> yeah, you can upgrade probably. I'm with Delta and they're so annoying. And so it's like, you know, the... We're actually, I'm Delta. actually flying on air right now. <laughs> on blast. Delta, you need to help this woman. Yeah. In the past, you know, having Aurelia, it's like I don't travel as much as I did before. And so I'm always hovering between like silver and gold and then I'll get like downgraded. And so it's like this fight to oh. remain silver, which does nothing when you're flying internationally. So Bummer. Lounge access. Like maybe. Have you ever joined the Mile Hot Club? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Do you Have want you to? to? <laughs> I think so. Those it's kind of dirty in there. That it's so fun gross. with you and Eric. Yeah. Like on a little trip. I think Roxy wants to, but for me, I'm like, oh, it's just like. It's I, too... I want to if it's a private jet. Okay. And I don't have yes. to be in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> but if it's yeah. just a private jet, just for you. Just for me. Or am yeah. I there? Because that would be weird. <laughs> You're like filming. You're like, here, like, like, I put this on Instagram. Weird. <laughs> so many people join the Mile High Club. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. But how? I, we're still, I'm still well, trying to figure out yeah, how. How, how, how do, do you, you fit do in there? Because I can't even fit in there. I think it's stacking. And then your leg, where does your leg go? And then and then when you come out, obviously, there's always a line. Yeah, they're like. You need to be like in the first class bathroom, I feel like. But isn't that where everyone can see you? But then everyone can See, See you, I think bigger. you have to be in yes. the back at night. Oh, that's true. You know what I yeah. mean? But isn't there always like, a line? You know, I'm always looking always for the toilet like light to go off. Yeah. And if I saw two people come out, you're like, you need to be like two a.m. Everyone's like on their ambient with their wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then the thing is, if you saw two people come out, would you be like? That's cool. Uh, or would you be like, that's disgusting? I think I would give him a look like, I know what you did in that bathroom. <laughs> and do you get like in trouble? No. That's what I wonder. I'm like, yeah, do, like, you get, do they care? Yeah, is they, there like the flight, like, like police that come? Yeah. There's so many things that happen on planes. Like I've heard oh that people die all the time and they just put like sheets over them. What? Yeah, people die all the time. Think about it. Think about how many planes are up in the air. Someone's going to die. Oh my God. Do you know what? Yeah, I, just almost, from like natural yeah. causes or a heart attack right. or whatever. I actually, you know what, now that you're saying this, that kind of makes sense because I sat next to somebody who was literally a thousand years old. I couldn't even <laughs> a tell. Thousand. I couldn't even a thousand. A dinosaur. I couldn't even tell if, it, if this person was male or female, like, and they were so disheveled reeked i mean the body odor reeked. and they, and they died stuck, well, they and you're stuck, laughing and you're laughing stuck, about it they stuck coffee grinds underneath the seat <gasps> to try to to Their like smell? mask the smell was the person aware that they so the person that? was completely had its eyes closed oh. i know so then the so people came on well the people came on board and we landed and took, and the, took the person wait, you're off. serious oh my yes, god yes. and you're laughing about it I you're, mean, that, you're going to hell <laughs> but i can but it, the person also could have just been like so passed out or like so like maybe not with it like I think unconscious. the person died. That sounds yeah. yeah. I know right with were the they coffee right underneath next to you. Where were they? Okay, they were like across the aisle from okay. me, like that close. Oh I'm such a bad traveler. I call the captain every time because I want to speak to him to make sure that this no. plane is not going down. Okay. Like, seriously, and like he should probably be flying the plane yeah, when I'm just like freaked out and I'm like I need to talk to the captain. Like who do I think that I am? That like I think the captain wants to talk to me. Well, he's be like, or like okay, even you know yeah. What? Now I need to yeah. I need to talk to you. And like every time I talk to the captain, it's just it's wild. Have you ever been naughty on the airplane? Like not the Mile High Club, but have you ever like done so, some? I feel so boring. No, it's like I get on an airplane and yeah. if I'm if we're with a Australia, like right. all bets are off. Right. But if I'm by myself, I'm like, okay, like what movie am I gonna watch? Right. Like I have like my special food that I order, uh, you know, and I'm very kind of I, I actually do love to fly. Right. So you don't call the captain. I do not call the captain. <laughs> Although what's funny is the past few flights we've been on, Eric has actually like chatted with the captain to try to get us upgraded and it worked once. No way. Oh. Yes. We, that's a good tip. I normally just yes. freak that's out and they tip. put you in yes. first class. Yes. Okay. I'm like, I'm so nervous, I don't want to be yeah, here. Yeah. It's like it's smoother up the front. They're like, okay. <laughs> Wait, but so 
how do you guys keep it spicy then? Because it really is with you guys a lot. So how do you keep like your sex life going? Oh my gosh. Do you have schedules? Yeah. Do we, you have, like, no, I mean, it, it recently it's Tuesdays been and Thursdays? very much about like, okay, the ovulation yeah. kit. Like, Which is so know. not sexy. Yeah, right? I just feel like in general in life, I mean, not to be like too much of a downer, but I'm just kind of in a little bit of a rut right now. Where yeah. It's like, you know how some years everyone are great is. and some years right. are, yeah, yeah like is yeah. it the zeitgeist? Is it energy? I don't know, but it just feels like life is just a little bit hard right now right right know? and that I feel affects that. your sex life yeah, yeah it absolutely does i felt that i don't i had postpartum with my first daughter and i haven't had it with my second but still when you have a child your whole like hormones are off and your relationship is different mm-hmm. there's another person that you have to like accommodate for so it's just it's been a little off for me too but yeah. i feel like it's getting better does your sex life whether you guys are or are not having sex or the quality of it affect how you your treat relationship Eric? yeah not really. I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's we're I'm like the the like she's more involved I know, than we like, are. I know. <laughs> we're like, we hate like, we them. We hate them if they don't have sex with us. Yeah. But no, I would say it's like it's good and we're fairly, you know, like regular and healthy and all that. It's more just like you know, like I'm tired yeah. and he's stressed and then it's like, are we, which time of the month is it? And so that's kind of, I feel like, you know, every relationship has like its kind of compartments. And right. so that's like the one, but I do feel really lucky with him where I feel like everything else is usually kind of chugging along well. Yeah. And again, I think it's cause we're like- Chugging. chugging. <laughs> so why don't we do Never Have I Ever? Yeah, let's do Never Have I Ever. Okay. Ooh. We can do a couple. Um, Never Have I Ever Lied to My Husband. Uh, how does this game work? I forget. You I say never. Say <laughs> you say never or ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, ever. But then I confessed. Oh, you okay. did. Yes. You've only lied to him like once. In the very beginning of our relationship, yeah. It's God like, damn it, again, we're not we're doing so, well. I think we yeah. lied today. Um, <laughs> never have I ever kissed a girl. Ah, uh, yes, I have. Oh, what, what was that? So we'll tell. What was that? I mean, story? I went to college in the like. You I mean, know, that's late fine. 90s, yeah, if a guy so. kissed a guy, did you have like, like a girlfriend, or you just no. had a quick kiss? No. Okay. Never have <laughs> I ever thought of someone else during sex. Um. Yes, but sort of no. <laughs> <laughs> have I have I ever faked it? Um, during never sex. Have, I, never have, have I ever faked it during sex. Yeah, no, I have not. <gasps> Roxy, have you? Uh, yeah, I haven't. You never not faked it. I'm so mad if I don't orgasm. I'm like, get back here. Yeah. No. But like sometimes, like not with my husband, but like with past boyfriends who I'm like not really into. Like when when the relationship is ending, I'm kind of like just get it over with, and I'm like, oh, I'll just. I feel you know what? It. I was more. I would more be like angry and frustrated, and so I'm like, this is a sign. Like it <gasps> yeah, was, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Never have I ever put up a picture on Instagram purely for likes. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, of course. course. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Hello. Every day. <laughs> We're not Don't offended. We um, how about never have I ever? Ooh. The last never one. have I ever. Well, never have I ever had an affair. No, I have not. I would never ever into it, ever. about any relationship. Um. Well. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because exactly. okay, like, women do that. They have another yeah. backup. But yeah. okay. There was a, there was a lot of caveats there. Okay. So yeah. there you have. But and he cheated on me first, and I found out about it. See. So. Yeah. You have yeah. to get him back, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Last one. Never have I ever made up a fake excuse to not go to a wedding. Oh, to a wedding? No, to parties all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I RSVP for anything anymore because I'm always just like, how can I get out of this? I'm tired. <laughs> I always feel like that. Have you ever, <laughs> totally. ever tried to get out of a wedding, Brooks? A wedding. 
Um, I don't think I love it. Wait, because it's open bar, honey. You look so sweaty. Roxy's never like, I'm not going to that. She's like on her hit list. How about you? Have you ever lied to get yes, out of a wedding? Yes, I like wedding? to get out of things all the time. Oh I hate, I have such social anxiety. I hate being I around people. So that... I actually took a pill before I came here today because <laughs> I was so anxious. Yeah. Oh, I'm always anxious. Oh, you need to give her one of your pills. But yeah. I literally just go. It's a beta blocker. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. Wait, I'm so, anxious and do it anyway. So you bitches, the next time you say no to me about something, I know you're like, or you're, or you're, you're making up an excuse. Right? I hate, I I hate doing going. anything on like on the couch watching Netflix. Like just like you know, I'm just like having a night. I'm gonna stay in. I'm very busy. I'm washing my hair. Well, thank you for coming. Yes, you, we love having you. You Nadine. are amazing, and you gave such great insights oh, to what yes. you're going through. Thank and you because I know authentic, helps. and that's what this podcast is about. It is, and it helped a lot of women who are listening. I'm sure some men as well. So thank people you. don't really talk about it, and they need to. Absolutely, talk about it, guys. Talk about it. <sighs> talk about it. So well, Roxy, Soxy, I will see you next week, and I love, love you so you. much. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love women on top. Bye, guys. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.